Another mild weekend ahead of us here. Uh, Enjoy because winter will uh, return. Next week, Tuesday or Wednesday, temperatures are going to sink again. And there is a system they're going to monitor into Sunday, Monday through Alberta. And will it swing our way? Pack in a punch of snow. We would welcome any moisture, that's for sure. But uh, not exactly uh, showing us any snowfall amounts next week. But there is some snow and colder temperatures as more of an Arctic air flow will uh, come our way. Uh, did anyone watch the Toronto version of Law and Order last night? I I haven't uh, heard yet if it was any good or not. But uh, criminal intent films around the GTA, producers say there's less storylines with guns than the U.S. version. But uh, there will be some headlines stolen right from Canada and used within the show Law and Order Toronto. If you watched it. Uh, let me know what you thought. one 877 I might be the only one on earth who has never watched a single episode of Law & Order in any form. I've never seen... Oh, Frank, my producer's got his hand up too. I've never watched an episode of Law & Order. And I know it's hugely popular. I don't know how many years that series is run in its original form or uh, the sequels, if you will. But yeah. Popular. I've just, I've never watched it. Hey, Rod Stewart fan. What a this has been. Swing a Fever is out today. Listen to this here. 13 tracks saluting the big bad years. Rod is back. He covers Ain't Misbehaving. Frankie and Johnny. I kind of like this. Human race. Why it's almost, almost like being yeah, it's, it's one of those albums, uh, if you're having people over for dinner, uh, dinner party music, maybe. Just maybe. Hey, from the NHL, Austin Matthews was at it again last night. Matthews, two shoots, scores! Tipped in front. That's, That's Matthews. That's Austin Matthews with his 52nd, and Matthews now has 10 goals in his last five games. So, yeah, 52 goals in 55 games totally for Matthews. Who saw that coming this year? Like we know he's a star player, but he just can do no wrong with a puck right now. Leafs beat Vegas 7-3 for the sixth straight win for the Maple Leafs right now. Uh, the Flames, they took down the Bruins in overtime 3-2. The Sens beat the Stars. Habs lost to the Penguins, who are, are trying to claw their way into a playoff spot. They got a ways to go, but uh, Sydney might be looking outside uh, this year. Canucks embarrassed by the Kraken. 5-2 final. Jordan Eberle with a couple of goals and an assist. Jamie's Vancouver Canucks have lost four in a row now. Oh, they were just on the green zone last week or two. I heard him and Drew. Oh, Oiler fans, make us sick with the winning streak. Give credit to the Canucks. Well, I'm giving you credit now, Jamie. Canucks have lost four in a row. <laughs> hey, have you... This is amazing. As a hockey fan, sometimes you sit there, your team might be down three goals, and you think, oh, they can never come back in three goals. Well, St. Louis proved that it could happen. St. Louis scored three goals in 32 seconds last night. They were playing the Islanders, scoreless going into the second. In front side, he scores! His 16th of the year, fifth power play goal. And the Blues come right back and score again! Thomas hits the line with speed. Thomas to Cairo. Right in. A shot. They score! Vuchnevich again. Three in a row. 
And you listen to that, and as the goals are being scored, the, the announcer hasn't even finished telling you who scored the last goal, and the organist is still tapering up there. Blues scored another in the third to make it 4 nothing, and it's uh, Patrick Waugh and his Islanders. And, uh, oh boy, I feel bad. Evan Bray's a big fan of the Islanders. It was his birthday yesterday, and Patty Waugh pulls the goalie with uh, about 10 minutes left. Uh, I think there was a four on four, and he thought, okay, if we're going to make a comeback, let's do it. But it uh, didn't work. They they scored an empty netter. But, hey, the line of the night goes to the ref during the game, too, when the Blues thought they'd scored another, but it was it was uh, waved off. Uh, the stick was too high on the tip, and here's what the ref said. You're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No, <laughs> oh, that's some good uh, description there from Gary Rake. You're not going to like it. I've never heard a ref do that. It's probably going to get spoken to by Gary Bettman. They probably don't like it. But as a fan, I thought that was that was awesome. Blue still won the game 4-0. Uh, our Regina Pats continue their U.S. road trip. They're in Spokane for a game against the Chiefs tonight. They're not going to be back here till uh, mid-March because uh, a week from today, the Montana Briar is in town. And, of course, the Scotties will wrap up uh, this weekend. Lots of curling fans stoked about how it's all played out. It was a tense day yesterday. There was a minimal chance Team Saskatchewan, depending on what happened, could get in. But, of course, that didn't come to fruition. But, hey, Skylar Ackerman, I think curling fans and a lot of the curling experts know her future is pretty bright. Pretty impressive run for Saskatchewan at the Scotty. to Vancouver or Toronto, I'm in. Link's Air, coming in June. Hold on. <laughs> I guess not. Kevin Martell joining me now from the 980 CJME News. It was room. only last month that we were telling you the news about this new low-cost airline that was uh, going to be coming in, yeah, in June in a matter of months. And then last night, out of the blue, at least for, I think, those of us here, Link says it's filed for creditor protection and will be ceasing, will be halting operations as of this Monday. It's not the first low-cost airline to fold like this. Flair? Uh, yeah. Uh, they they come out with these great prices, and I know a few people uh, in my uh, circle of friends who who bought for the summer, yeah. you know, the Vancouver flight because it was so cheap. But how do you get your money back? Yeah, well, the the airline saying for most people, contact your credit card company. That's the most likely way that you paid for your flight. So get a hold of whoever your credit card company is. I mean, we know airlines like this can work because they've worked before. In the States, for example, they have these. But yeah, they've tried it in Canada. Uh, and again, it, to a certain extent, it, it can work. But a lot of these companies, as we mentioned, just seem to be having financial problems. And I mean, financial problems, unlike not unlike what a lot of other businesses are are faced with, right? Expenses around fuel, for example, is what Lynx is is citing. So some of the same sorts of inflationary pressures as well uh, are are hurting you know those companies that fly too. Yeah, they certainly are. Okay, I want to go to Davidson, where that horrible fire and tragedy was last weekend. And uh, we're hearing now uh, from uh, Darren Woodcock. Now, tell me about Darren. He is the uh, he's a the family. Yeah, he's yeah he's family member, and he's putting out kind of a new warning, uh, a new information on Facebook about 
you, for, so for everybody else, to check to make sure they have working smoke alarms and carbon monoxide detectors. So we're not sure exactly, but I, I don't think the fire department, at least they've announced yet, nobody's announced a, a cause, like what exactly happened around this house fire, what the circumstances that led to it. But we've seen a number of posts from family members uh, of the Woodcock family, and they're pointing towards that. So perhaps they have information uh, that it's been shared with them, that it hasn't been shared with media yet, um, which, I mean, understandably so. They would get that information first. Um, so again, just that new warning from the family. We've heard countless times from, from Regina Fire Chief Lane Jackson, too, that so many tragedies and house fires they have visited, uh, it could have had a better outcome had you checked the fire alarms, but installed even carbon monoxide or a, a fire alarm. It's consistent. It's, it's sad that it had to happen, but uh, a good reminder this weekend uh, to check your own. You know what else is just crazy? When you consider this is what it sounds like far too often, the second anniversary of the Russian invasion of Ukraine with no end in sight. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so horrible when you see all the mass destruction and you hear the military experts seemingly thinking right now Russia has the upper hand because, well, largely in part because the Republicans holding up USA too, right? Yeah, here we are two years tomorrow. And I mean, it's still, it's still talked about the war, obviously. The fight is still happening. But I mean, we brought you a story yesterday, for example, that at the start of the war, Ukrainian men, they were eager to enlist. And now so much, maybe maybe not so much. And now Ukraine's considering a new law to lower uh, the age that you can enlist from 27 to 25. Apparently that is quite unpopular. We've been telling you about a story this morning in the news about uh, Saskatchewan man Paul Hughes, who went over to Ukraine because he wanted to help. When the war first started with Russia, he wanted to help any way he can, and he's still over there, and he plans to stay there until he finished what he started. So yeah. it's it's still top of mind. And we're seeing a number of services and uh, events around the province this weekend to mark the two years stand with Ukraine events, and they're happening in Regina as well. Today, actually, this afternoon at City Hall around 3, a flag raising, and then tomorrow on the legislative grounds, you're going to have a prayer service and and then a walk at one thirty. That yeah. afternoon. Yeah, and, and you just have to wonder what Putin's end goal is. But is it really to occupy areas with nobody left in them and mass destruction through infrastructure? It's just incredibly sad. Uh, it really is. But, uh, hey, I I guess before I let you go, Kevin, we should end on a, a little lighter note, just in the fact that we did it, or they did well, it. we can confirm, without a doubt, is our equipment is on the surface of the moon. Houston, Odysseus has found his new home. For the first time in, yeah, 50 years for the U.S. since the Apollo missions first wrapped up, the U.S. touched down on the moon. And there were a lot of uncertainties around this, right? Because we've seen a number of other companies who have tried to do this recently, and they failed. Uh, Or, for example, Japan landed on the moon, but they were upside down. So the U.S., by all accounts, looks like they've gotten to the moon on the South Pole. There are a lot of craters and other obstacles that made it, you know, especially challenging, but they, they did it. And, of course, that paves the way eventually for us to send astronauts back to the surface of the moon, including... Canadian Jeremy Hansen, who, of course, he, he alluded to that yesterday, yeah. right? More tests will come in the future, and uh, he'll be whipping around the moon next year. When might we live on the moon, Greg? I have no desire. <laughs> I, I've said it over and over. There's no Wi-Fi. Until they get Wi-Fi, I'm not interested. It's 6.58 now. Gotta keep my head held high.
those phones telemiracle 48 set to return this weekend and it's back uh, here in regina it starts nine tomorrow evening and will end sunday at five and you're uh, welcome to attend it's over at the viteria international trade center the real district though and they have limited seating so you gotta get tickets go to telemiracle.com they explain everything there but uh joining me now one of the hosts of the show saskatchewan's own singer songwriter Jeffrey Straker, welcome back, pal. Nice to have you here. Always good to chat with you, Greg. Yeah, and prior to getting ready for this weekend's Telemiracle, I know you were personally busy lifting spirits in the darkness of Nunavut recently. How fun was that? I saw some of your pics on your Facebook page. I was. I was. That was and I didn't hint to anybody that I was going. I kind of wanted my first post to be from, you know, the depths of minus forty five Kugluktuk, which was the community where I went to. I was up there for a week. And it was an absolute blast. I got an invitation from the Hamlet. Uh, the Hamlet of Kugluka has about 1,600 people, and their administration invited me up to do a show, but also to spend the week working with some local students, coaching them to write a song. They, and they were students who had some, you know, a moderate level of kind of beginner level of playing uh, an instrument, and they'd never written a song before. In the depths of January winter in Nunavut, a lot of the communities up there have kind of what I'll, I'll call a wellness week, and they just try to get people moving and grooving and lift their spirits and, and you know, get some positivity in the air. So I, got, I went up there to work with these kids to write a brand-new song, and uh, they did a great job. And, you know, along the way in the community, I got to have some great experiences. What did they teach you, Jeff? They taught me to slow down for a week. Uh, the, the, the pace of life up there is so beautifully... I'm not going to say beautifully slow. I'll say beautifully slower than our pace down here in the south. They kind of stop and smell the roses. Just way they're way better at it than we are. We we've, we're kind of wound up down here, <laughs> and, and they call us southerners, by the way. And they reminded me that everybody has a voice, and everybody has something really important and even profound to say. You just got to give them the chance and the opportunity to get it out of them and then sit back and listen and you can be blown away. It, it was it was it was pretty wonderful. Jeffrey Straker, my guest, just back from Nunavut. What is it like being in darkness like that and uh the way of life? We think polar bears and whale meat. In Kugluktuk, the community where I was, actually no polar bears. It just there's all sorts of reasons why. But there definitely was a lot of muskox. We we ate some whale, we ate so which they call muktuk. We had we ate some seal. They, they had feasts, community feasts all week long. So roasted muskox and stewed muskox and muskox soup. And and then on the final feast is when I got to try the seal and the whale. And I I had never tasted whale before. It wasn't fishy at all. It actually was kind of like and I eat it I ate it cold. When you kind of get to the blubber part and get to the meat, it's kind of like cold roast beef if you can believe that. So that was pretty amazing. Some people would have definite texture issues, <laughs> but, but I quite enjoyed it, actually. So, yeah, pretty good. And then I'm a runner. Uh, you look at my Facebook page, you know that. And I run in any temperature. So I took my running gear up there, too. And I happened to be in Nunavut on a particularly cold week. I tell you, that made me really appreciate a good old minus 20 run in Regina. <laughs> you might be the only one from Saskatchewan who could outrun a polar bear if you were to see one up there. So, <laughs> they, You know, it's really funny. They did. Well, I, I asked them, I said, you know, do I have to be aware of polar bears when I go up my run? And they said, 
no, we have no polar bears here. They said, but you should keep an eye out for wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see so one? I did not feel good. Thank good. God. You are again going to be uh, helping out Taylor Miracle as an incredible host. How many years now have you done Taylor Miracle? You know, this is year thirteen for me. Over fourteen years because I had to. I had to miss one year. When you reflect on your time with Taylor Miracle, what do you think? Oh my gosh! You know, I think I've become more and more emotional about it each year. And like, there's times when I'm really having to like. This is really weird, but like, not cry on air because. The whole thing to me has just become so beautiful. And, you know, it's fun, and it's fast-paced, and it's kind of hilarious, and, and people from all across the province coming in and singing their song. That, that's all great. But when you just stand in the wings and watch those phones ring, still the same old dial phones with the bells and them ringing away on that stage, you know, for the last 48 years, it, you just internalize that each one of those phones ringing is someone somewhere in Saskatchewan who's decided, I've got a few extra bucks, and I'm going to call in and give it to this charity because I think it's worth it, and it's going to. And I know that money is staying right here to help someone in Saskatchewan. Like it just, it makes me melt. I wish you well this uh, Telemiracle, buddy, and much success. I know you're returning in March with a concert at Dark Hall that's almost sold out. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. Thanks so much. Well, birthday boy, how was it yesterday, Evan? You have a great birthday. We did. Yeah, it was a good. It was a great day. We had a nice meal last night. It was all good. Okay, all good. Good to hear. I know you missed the hockey game last night, and uh, it was your Islanders. I sadly saw the uh, score though after the fact. Yeah, four nothing final. Blue scored thir- uh, within thirty two seconds three goals. I know. No! Yeah, I know. yeah. <laughs> it's awful. It was just awful. But I wanted to play this for you. The line of the night goes to the ref because the Blues thought they had a fourth in the third. It was kind of like one of those tips, but the stick was too high, and the ref comes back and says this. They're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. That's some good uh, description there from Garrett Rank. I bet Batman doesn't like that, Uh, but I kind of like it. it. I love it. Wes, that was not Wes Colley. but Garrett. uh, I can't remember his last name. Wes Colley is famous for... uh, you know, his, his <laughs> over-the-top actions when he's calling penalties and stuff. I think it's kind of funny. Hey, I wanted to ask you, uh, this is the, I always rib you, you know, you say, you know, as, as a cop, and you're no longer a cop, I like to remind you you're not now. <laughs> yes, daily. You're now just like me, Evan Gray, Greg Morgan in the morning. Um, but I have to ask you, because uh, the mayor was on yesterday, and she mentioned how her phone's been ringing a lot, people complaining because the SGI... Uh, SGI and the police are clamping down on rolling stops right now, which I think we're all guilty of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's illegal. It's illegal. It, it, it's, it's led to pedestrian accidents in the past. But that being said, um, were you ever berated by someone for giving oh, a ticket like oh, that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's kind of funny, actually, because it, it's the number one complaint we get from citizens is the fact that they want to see more traffic. Yeah. But the second that you get the <laughs> ticket, whoa, 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 that's not what I was talking about. Yeah, so, I yeah. understand. <laughs> uh, you slipped up there. You said, we get calls. Yeah. <laughs> you did it again. You're not the chief Frank, anymore. Frank uh, has a tally going in the booth. my producer yeah. back there, yeah. Hey, um, but anyhow, another thing, I'm going to take advantage. Here you are welcome to weigh in as 
a former police chief. Yesterday, I'm at the uh, Vic and Arcola intersection. I'm waiting for the red light. And behind me, this light flickers. I, and I, oh, my goodness, it's it's a police officer. It's a white light flashing off and on. But then I see uh, two ladies in there, one driving, and they're just having a good old time, you know, chatting it up. And I think, well, that's not an officer. And then I realized it was a funeral procession. Okay. So, my question is, as I grew up in Regina, I always thought we were told that the funeral procession can go through a red light. And now, obviously, I was in lead and I wasn't going to yeah. pull over. But is that still a modern no. day law where the funeral guy has the, the right to go through a red light? No, no. They have to follow traffic signals, traffic It used laws. to be though, right? Well, Greg, when you were young, I don't know. I oh. wasn't young when you were young. Oh, man. They hurts. used to play when the Saints go marching in as the funerals <laughs> were going out to the... No, I, you know what? There is, there's some common courtesy rules if you're trying to turn and there's a funeral procession going by let them go, give yeah. them the right of way, uncontrolled intersections, things like that. Yeah. But if there's a red light, a stop sign, they absolutely have to obey those laws. I'm just going to say, if I were to run for mayor, I would make it legal for that procession to go through the what? red light. I spend all my life waiting for red lights when I'm dead. It would be nice to be <laughs> able to cruise right through, right through legally. That would be good. <laughs> hey, yesterday you had the uh, the school board on. I know uh, Samantha Peacock from the Teachers Federation is on today. School board hasn't really backed the federation as much as... Maybe well, you would think. Yeah, the school they? board president yesterday said that they do not support putting classroom complexity in the collective agreement, but they absolutely support it being funded properly, and they don't feel as if the province is funding education and complexities properly now. Uh, okay, and Samantha's coming on today to talk about bet. schoolroom violence. Violence and a reaction to the school board as well. Okay, see Jamie Newstime now is 727. Evan Bray, have a good show and a good weekend. Thanks, Greg.